0: Hello, I'm Pete Toriello.
1: And I'm Maureen Torello.
0: This is Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen, a weekly podcast during which my wife and I talk about whatever it is that is on our mind. You may be wondering, where is the theme song for the show this week? Well, there is not going to be any theme song because our theme song was selected because of its fun and whimsical nature. And Maureen and I do not feel that there is anything fun or whimsical about this week's topic the last legal prejudice in
2: america being fat is unhealthy and i know this for a lot of different reasons i know it because i'm on high blood pressure medication i know because i'm on diabetes medication and i know it because my doctor tells me i'm not healthy even if it wasn't for all that i'd still know because books and movies and magazines music television the internet they all remind me every day that being fat is wrong being fat is something to be laughed at or be made fun of that fat people should should be shamed and and they make me they try to make me feel ashamed i had a friend named matt who was always making fun of me for being fat and we'd go out to eat and he'd make fun of how much I ate. And we'd go for a walk and he'd make fun of how easily I got out of breath. Or he would make fun of the clothes I wear or the way that I looked. And one day I had enough and I cornered him and I said, Matt, why are you always making fun of me? Why do you always hurt my feelings? Why do you want me to feel bad about myself? And he says, Boogie, I'm worried about you. I find the shape of your body, and the way that you look, the way that you can't breathe, the amount that you eat disgusting. And I'm surprised you don't find it disgusting. And I'm trying to make you feel ashamed of who you are and make you feel bad about it so that you'll make the decision to make a change. Uh, He was right about one thing. He did make me feel really, really bad about myself. So we would go out for lunch and I'd order lunch and he would make fun of me for how much I was eating. And that made me feel bad. So I'd order dessert because dessert makes me feel good. Or we'd go out for a walk and he would make fun of me because I couldn't walk very far because of my weight and my knees and my back. Or I couldn't breathe very good. Eventually, I stopped hanging out with Matt. Unfortunately for me, Matt's not the only person that does this. Every time I log on to the internet, someone's making fun of fat people on Facebook or Reddit. Every time I turn on the television and I watch one of my favorite shows, every time I see a photoshopped image of someone who looks impossibly skinny, I realize that I'm not part of that exclusive club of young, hip, attractive, beautiful, skinny people. In fact, I'm part of a completely different group, a group that gets made fun of every day, and gets mocked, and gets tortured, and gets shamed. And do you know what that makes me want to do? It makes me want to eat. I'm not fat just because I like food. Skinny people like food. They're not fat. In fact, for most very large people, overeating isn't a problem, just a symptom of a larger problem that can stem from anxiety disorders, depression, or other psychological illnesses. And so we eat. We eat because it stops the anxiety for a little while. We eat because it pushes the depression away. Every time I catch you staring, and every joke I'm not supposed to hear, Every time you make fun of me on the internet, it makes my self-esteem smaller. It makes me more anxious and more depressed. So I eat. So you know what? I'm not proud to be fat, but I'm not ashamed either. This is my body. And you know what? I hate it. I hate my giant man tits. I hate my neck. I hate my fat, disgusting neck. I hate my gut that hangs to the ground and makes it hard to walk. I hate my breaking back. I hate my aching knees. I hate every inch of the body I'm in, but you know what, I'm not ashamed. Maybe I will figure out what went wrong in my head to make me do this to myself, and maybe I won't. Maybe I will lose the weight, or maybe I will die fat and young. But I'll tell you what, your hate-filled bullshit isn't going to make a difference either way.
0: Pretty damn hard to listen to.
1: It's heartbreaking. And you know, if that was the only one, it would still be terrible. But unfortunately, it's not. If you look on the internet, a Singapore-based influencer on Instagram, her name is Wendy Cheng often post things about beauty and makeup and, and fashion and uh, model things. She used her platform to criticize a plus-sized model, Lashonade Stewart, for her weight. And she says, The morbidly obese should never have been seen as attractive because death and disease isn't attractive. It's one thing to be chubby or fat, but this is way past that. Most morbidly obese people don't live past 40. I'll let that sink in.
0: Danielle Levy was appearing on uh, Good Morning Britain, which I assume is on BBC television. And she was quoted as saying, the more people fat shame, the more fat people will keep their mouths shut and stop overeating. And then Bill Maher, television host, said, we need a return to fat shaming. I think Bill Maher needs a return to class. Jillian Michaels, very well-respected, well-known in the exercise field. She had a TV show.
1: I think she was part of The Greatest Loser. The Greatest
0: Loser. Uh, She said... That she doesn't understand the, the mystique of Lizzo. Lizzo is a, a singer and she's very large. And Lizzo has been phenomenally successful to the point that she went from poverty to wealth. But she is a big girl. And Jillian Michaels said we should celebrate Lizzo's music, but not her body. And again, she is one of these people who goes on to say, it isn't going to be awesome when she becomes a diabetic. There's never been a moment where I've said to my daughter, gee, I'm glad she's overweight. Even the President of the United States insulted an overweight man at a rally up in New Hampshire. Turns out that the man was a former federal police officer but he was overweight and the president thought that he was a protester and he speaks out and says now that guy has a real problem why doesn't he go home and exercise get him out of here nice from the president of the United States who by the way is a big guy himself and I mean more than the fact that he's about six foot four He's a heavy guy, and they say the only exercise that he gets is on the golf course. See, where where does this bullshit stop? And you know... And it doesn't work.
1: No. Let me tell you, th- this is very hard for me because I, I almost didn't want to do this podcast because I am in that category. I am morbidly obese and have fought weight all my life, and... I've, had doct- I've gone to doctors because I, my weight loss efforts have proved unsuccessful. And I've gone to doctors and said, isn't there something you can do? Is it, what, what, what's wrong? Test me. Do something. And they look at me without even trying to diagnose me and say, all you need to do is push yourself away from the table. That is the most crushing thing that I think that I've had.
0: And it's not the problem all the time. No. You know, in, in the audio that we just heard, right. uh, Boogie2988 says, yeah, I eat because I'm, I'm sad, I'm depressed. And you're making me sadder fuels the more that I eat. And that may be his case, but there are a lot of folks out there, and you, Maureen, are one of them, who gain weight and are not people who are stuffing pies and cakes and pizza and sugary soda into their mouth all day. I mean, we're married over 40 years. There is nobody in the world that knows you better than I do. And I've seen you struggle with weight loss, and I've seen you've been on many diets and many programs, and you'll lose a certain amount of weight, and then it plateaus, Mm -hmm. and it starts to creep back. And you're not a big Eaters. So, for anybody to say to you, well, push yourself away from the table, that's all you need to do. Well, that's bullshit.
1: It certainly is. In fact, I mean, I try, I would try not to eat just because of that. And you know what? It made me faint in church on a Good Friday Mass because I had not eaten, I had been dehydrated because I didn't want to put anything else in my body that day. And I fainted. And I ended up going to the hospital and incurring an ambulance ride and the uh, embarrassment and and everything else about that. And you know what? When they tested me, there was nothing wrong. It was just that I was weak and dehydrated.
0: There's nothing funny about this, is there? I can tell you that I, too, have battled weight all of my life and in my life i have been thin and in my life i have been really heavy i will tell you that thin is better because i felt better uh, i'm 5 foot 10 and i've been this height probably since high school and i have weighed as little as 130 pounds with a 30 inch waist which i did many years ago after dieting. And I've been up to like a 40-inch waist, weighing about 240. So I've been there and back. Currently, I'm five foot ten and I weigh about 200 pounds. I feel pretty good. I could feel better. But I feel pretty good. My doctor would be happier if I got down to maybe 180, 190. I am a type 2 diabetic. I don't know if that has anything to do with being overweight, many people will say, well, yeah, there's your problem. I don't know that. No doctor has ever said it to me. We've had people in the family who were diabetic. I may have inherited. I don't know. But I've been there. And fortunately for me, I can go on a diet and I can lose weight. I can drop 30, 40 pounds if I eat the right things and I follow the, the regiment very carefully tightly, and I ride bike and walk, I can lose the weight. Maureen cannot. And she could follow the exact same program that I do.
1: In fact, I have. Uh, we we went. We both went on uh, Jenny Craig. Yeah. And in the first month it went well. I lost like 25 pounds in a month, the first month. And then, do you know what happened after that? Every time My period would come around, I would gain 5 or 10 pounds with doing nothing different. And then it would take me the next month to lose those 5 or 10 pounds. And then you know what? My period would come again, and I would put them back on. And I spent the rest of the eight months on the program doing nothing more than that first 20 pounds, and nothing else worked. And this is a measured uh, eating plan, it was exercise, it was counseling. it was hitting it from all the angles and it did not work Were you
0: down to like 1300 calories a day on on one program Yes yeah yeah. And it didn't work.
1: And I exercised too Don't tell, you know people say well then you just need to move more. Yeah. I did that too. I was taking aerobics three days a week. I was walking a mile every other day.
0: So the answer isn't always push yourself away from the table. And here's another uh, revelation: uh, people that are overweight are not deaf. We hear what you say. We hear the comments. We see the looks and the smirks. You know, we're 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 overweight. We're not stupid. We're not deaf. We're not blind.
1: In fact, one time I, was in, uh, I had twisted my ankle, and I wound up in the emergency room to see whether or not it was broken or not. And the doctor comes in, and seeing that I'm overweight, he says, do you have any idea how much you weigh? And I gave him the number. And he has me step on the scale. And it was right. And he seemed astonished that I knew how much I weighed. What do you think I see when I look in the mirror? What, you know, do you think I, I see a model that's a size zero? Of course I don't. And yet he was absolutely dumbfounded that I knew the number.
0: When I was a, a kid, I was a, I was a chubby kid growing up. Of course, they would say husky. You know, my mother would take me to oh, Robert yeah. Hall to buy clothes. And you went to the husky section.
1: Well, it's it's just as bad for girls because we've got Chubbett.
0: And they used to call me Tubby Yellow instead of Toriello. Pete Tubby Yellow. I remember one girl came up to me and she said to me, you look like you have TB. And I said, TB? I'm like, I don't have tuberculosis. She says, no, two bellies. Oh. Okay? This is when I was in grade school I'm 66 friggin' years old now, and I remember that like it happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. These people who fat shame, you have no friggin' clue as to how you mess up people's spirit, how you mess up their psyches, basically how you fuck people up. You have no clue and here in the United States, you can't make a comment about somebody because of their color, their, their race, their religion, their sexual
1: orientation. orientation.
0: You go to jail. You get sued. You go into the system. You can go to jail. But somebody could say to me, you know, Pete Toriello, you are one fat son of a bitch. And you know what I can do? I can do nothing. I can do nothing.
1: And you can be fired from a job because you gained a little weight.
0: You can't be fired because you're black. You can't be fired because you're gay. They just reaffirm that. Right. You can't be fired because you're a Catholic or Jewish or Muslim. But if you're overweight, you can be gone tomorrow.
1: In fact, I looked into this. Did you know that out of our 50 states, in 49 states... There is absolutely no laws on the book prohibiting this. The only state that has anything about that is Michigan, and they passed a law back in 1976 that said it is prohibited to be discriminated on because of weight. And That's so the only state out of 50.: So states. the question is,
0: what do they know in Michigan that the rest <laughs> of the country doesn't know? Maybe the rest of the company needs to, country needs to go and find out what it is that they, they know in Michigan.
1: And under, uh, there's there's a thing called at-will employment. Yeah. Where you're not necessarily under a, a set contract. And under that, either party, they, they consider your work to be voluntary. And under either, either party can terminate for any reason, any mm-hmm. reason, sex, uh, not sex, uh, overweight being one of them.
0: Well, look at Holly Hallstrom. She was one of Barker's beauties. From the Price is Right. From the Price is Right. And she only gained, I think it was less than 10 pounds from a medication that she was on. And Bob Barker fired her. And she wound up living out of her car.
1: Thanks a lot, Bob.
0: You know, Mr. Have Your Pet Spayed or Neutered. Maybe Bob Barker should have been neutered. He fires Holly Holstrom. She took him to court, and she won. Today, Holly Hallstrom is a very wealthy woman, okay? she There was a gag order. She is not allowed to talk about how much the settlement was, but she owns five homes.
1: Oh, good for her.
0: So good for her.
1: You know, they, they've done studies on this, and uh, in 2008, there was a study by researchers at Yale University, and they found that 10% of women and 5% of men had experienced discrimination based on weight, including rejection for a job. And in 2014 in Vanderbilt University, they also did a study, and overweight women were paid less than male colleagues in a variety of industries. Now, women you know, historically get paid less than men to begin with, but overweight women suffer even more.
0: Well, you've You've had job interviews
1: mm-hmm.
0: where, in, and I'm trying to be subjective here, and, and it's hard because I'm your husband and I'm crazy about you, and I'm trying to be subjective, and I think that you probably were hands down the most qualified person for some of these jobs, and you didn't get them. And age discrimination is illegal, but I wonder if you didn't get those jobs because of the weight.
1: I, I wouldn't be surprised, I mean, I'm sure it all. I think, I think science point age, to yes. I think the age, the weight, um, you know, all all plays into it. Um, can't prove it. Nothing's explicitly was said, or else I maybe. And it said. never is. No,
0: it never is. It's all said on the down low, behind closed doors, and, and never written.
1: And there's a sneaky little thing that I've become aware of. If you look at um, the job descriptions when you're going to to look for a job to apply for, there's a phrase that they will use. Candidate must be able to lift about 25 pounds. That is their way of screening you out if you're fat or unfit and you could be going for a desk job that you will never have to lift anything more oh, so than so this isn't pencil.
0: this isn't an Amazon job or something where you're going to be no, making deliveries
1: no i mean it could be you know sitting at, at a desk of being a bookkeeper mm. or nothing heavier than a pencil Are you're going to lift but they put that in there and that is the unspoken code for if you're fat don't apply yeah. It's the same way if you apply for a job in the church, in a Catholic institution. They can't discriminate based on religion, but they sure can say, must be adhering to uh, the Catholic principles or yeah. must be familiar with um, our theology or whatever. So basically yeah, they're saying, the if you're not if you're not Catholic, yeah, the mission, yeah. if you're not Catholic, you're not going to get this job yeah. too easily.
0: Now, a lot of folks that deal with weight problems go in for bariatric surgery, and to listen to the media hype, you would think that that's the answer to the problem. Everybody should get bariatric surgery if they have a weight problem, but what have we learned about that?
1: Well, first of all, I know people personally who have had it, and it's successful at first and then it tapers off and then not necessarily stays off in fact uh, let's see there's a, there's a show on tv it's called my 600 pound life mm. and they chronicle a year or two in a person who is morbidly obese and boy or, do they
0: and do they shame her on the internet
1: and they will uh, you know show the ups and downs of their thing leading up to the weight loss surgery and statistics show it that about 50% of the people who undergo this procedure eventually gain back some, if not all, of the weight. At the opening of that show, they say something like 90% will not be successful. Well, why would you recommend a procedure in which 90% of the people are going to fail at it? And Isn't that irresponsible? A procedure.
0: It is a surgical procedure. Remember, they're going into your body and removing things. There are people who die on the table.
1: In fact, one of our our younger our children's uh, teachers yeah had it and died on died on the, the table. table. She was getting married. Yep. I mean, this this was a woman. It, you know, we were all so happy for her. She was very heavy all her life. I don't even want to say it, but she wasn't, like, even all that pretty. You know, she was a nice person, a good teacher, and lonely. And she finally found the love of her life yeah. at a late age. She was, like, maybe in her 50s, never married. I don't think she ever had a boyfriend or dated. And she found this fella, and they were everything was turning around for them. And she was trying to lose weight, and she was getting married, I want to look good on
0: my wedding day.
1: And everything like that. And Go for the
0: bariatric.
1: She had the surgery and she died on on the the table. table. It was so sad.
0: So what do we learn? I don't know. We know that for some people, dieting will work. But for the greater number of people, it probably won't. For some people, bariatric surgery will work. But for a majority of the people, they will be back. They will be back uh, to being overweight. So there really isn't anything that's going to be a 100% solution to the problem with obesity. But I can tell you that the solution that so many people think will work Isn't going to work either. And that's making fun of people that are obese.
1: I think the only solution, it's not really a solution, but the only way to make everybody's life better is just to be kind.
0: Be kind. Keep your mouth shut. That person knows. That person knows they're overweight. Like Maureen said, she can look in the mirror and she sees what she sees. She's not delusional. I'm not delusional. When I weighed 240 pounds, I hated what I saw. I hated what I saw. I wasn't delusional. I didn't look in the mirror and see a rock star, you know? I saw Fat Beat Toriello, 240 pounds and a 40 inch waist. Fortunately, I was able to do something about it through dieting and exercise, but it doesn't work for everybody. And that's where the, the real bullshit is. When people say, well, just push yourself away. Don't eat so much. And then, as you heard from the guy on the, on the audio, yeah. I, I'm, I'm worried about you. I'm so concerned. Yeah, I know I'm insulting you, and I'm, I'm making you feel like shit, but only because, because I'm doing it out of love. You're my friend, and I worry about you. Can I tell you something, folks? Friends like that, you don't
1: need. And love shouldn't hurt.
0: Yeah. We wanted to talk about it this week because it is something with which Maureen and I have dealt all of our lives. Fat discrimination, weight discrimination, fat shaming, call it whatever you will, it is the last legal prejudice in the United States. Law enforcement isn't interested in it. Legislatures are not interested in it. Nobody is interested in it. Except the state of Michigan. God bless them. And this nonsense needs to stop. I'm Pete Toriello.
1: And I'm Maureen Toriello.
0: Join us next week for Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen.
1: Thank you for listening.